Welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 184 of The Killer. I am Jason. It's Movie Excellente. Is it now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. <clears throat> How about yourself? Um. I see, I see. I see, I see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Mm. Uh, How's it going? Uh, not bad. Not bad. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm uh, loving life. Are you now? Living the dream. The, what dream is that? <laughs> I'm escaping. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean suicide. No. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, you no longer had before. <laughs> yeah, not really. I really thought we had a pact going on. Oh, yeah, Murder Suicide 2012. Yeah. Yeah, it is this weird. <laughs> Oh, we can still do it. Yeah. We just push it back a couple months. That's fine. Okay. okay. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> uh, so here we are, another episode, another comic. Yeah. When does it all end? Uh, murder suicide. Oh, so wait, that's right. That's what it is. <laughs> well, that would make sense. It's hard to, it's hard to top that. You don't, you can't really. Yeah. Unless we're like loaded on bath salts and we come back. Yeah. The... So? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be a bat salt zombie. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it sounds kind of cute. Yeah, it does. Doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I've grew up, grown up with like the first, I'd say, 30 years of my life associating bat salts with pleasant things. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I even had dated a girl who made bat salts. Really? And like, you know, and gave them to like elderly people in her family for Christmas. And it was, everybody was like, aww. And like, it was like this heartwarming thing. Why did the zombies have to go and take it all away from us? Zombies are ruining everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, them and the gays. <laughs> Alan Scott's a bath salt zombie. <laughs> Next issue. Um, I don't know, whatever. Earth, Earth 2. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, we have no problems with the gays. Nope. Just the zombies. Just zombies, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> unless it's a gay zombie. Oh, yeah, then he's right out. Problem. But yeah. it's mostly the zombie. Yeah, it's just because yeah. he's a zombie. Right. We're not, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, when my neighbors lived upstairs, I didn't hate them because they were black. I just hated them. No, yeah. They just happened to be black. Right. <laughs> if they were, uh, bat salt zombies. I would have hated them if, if they made as much noise being bat salt zombies as, uh, those people did when they lived there. Maybe they, uh, maybe they were best on them. Oh, yeah, that could entirely possible. They were screaming up there. Maybe faces were being eaten. Uh, you know, there was some violence that yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> hmm. Hey, this is a new theory. Yeah. So, whatever. The killer is beside you. He's still inside you. Hmm. Is not he inside you? Is the killer inside you? Not yet. Okay. We've only had two dates. <laughs> Probably on date number three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's H- a, him and his buddy. <laughs> They'll both be inside of him. Seems like a reasonable rule. Well, yeah. I mean, he's got a roommate. I mean, what am I going to do? Let that guy sleep on the couch by himself? No. You're a good man, Jason. Yeah. I do it for the the world. Right. I'm, I'm, and the nookie. And the nookie. I, yeah. yeah. Alright, here we go. Published by Archaea Press. In yes. America, anyway. Yeah. So 
This is a French comic. This is our first French comic that we've reviewed. I bet it is. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if even like, uh, like if it was an American comic that just happened to be written or drawn by a French guy. I think, uh, like this is all French. Mm-hmm. The first. Yeah. Read comics from people of all nationalities, but not French. Mm-hmm. We're, we're popping our French cherry. <laughs> Ooh la la. <laughs> um, yeah. Are you familiar with these writers, this writer or this artist? Uh, not one bit. Yeah, other than that they did this book that yeah. we read. Yeah. Uh, written by, I'm just gonna say Matz, M-A-T-Z. Drawn by Luke Jacobon, J-A-C-A-M-O-N. Um, I guess uh, Matt's also helped translate it, so... Okay. Um, yeah, apparently it's a uh, French book from 1998, recently reprinted here in the States by Arcade Press. Uh, this is a collection of two books. On two miniseries. Uh, no, two books. Oh, just two books? Yeah. Because I've seen single issues of The Killer. I actually right. have a couple, and I haven't, I've never read them before, um, because I'd never had, like, like a complete run of them. I just, like, saw them in dollar boxes and right. bought them, and I uh, thought they looked neat. So I've never read them, and I didn't even think to, like, dig them out and compare them to, the, to this collection you have. Right. Um, but I... I, I thought that there was, like, two different four-issue miniseries. That was, like, what the impression I was under. Uh, you're probably right, but uh, I think in the original French, I think uh, they were published as uh, bigger pieces and then maybe split up here in the States for American audiences. Like, yeah, like albums or whatever they call right, it. Right, right. I think that's the term over there. I wanted to say that, but, uh, yeah. I was unsure of myself. Oh. <laughs> well, that's why we have each other. Yeah, we're here to get each other through this, <laughs> this, <laughs> this whole ordeal that is life. <laughs> Until Murder Suicide twenty twelve, right. then, then we're done. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the first book is called Long Fire. The second book is called Vicious Cycle. Uh, they're about sixty five pages long each, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, yeah. So, uh... You want to get into this? Let's get into this. Yeah. Uh, well, this is a subject we both kind of like, right? Yeah. I mean... <clears throat> yes, and I think that's also possibly where I would find the weakest points of this story. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, I've seen a lot of movies and read a lot of stories. Similar right. sort of plots and subject matter. Uh, basically, it's a hitman who uh, uh, kind of fucks up his job a little bit and, uh, you know, then has to uh, do a lot of uh, additional dirty work in order to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he sort of wants to get out of the business at one point. And, right. You know, uh, he's, he makes a lot of money doing it, but he's he's kind of done. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, although... You know, uh, according to the book, anyway, he sort of has this plan in, in place where you know he's got a certain amount of money that he needs to uh, accrue in order to uh, reach that point where he can get out, just you know, retire and right. live, live a good life. Right. Uh, 
But yeah, not a guy who is uh, uh, very, uh, I mean, it's weird because he is adaptable uh, throughout the story, but uh, it starts out with him on a job and it goes wrong and uh, he kind of loses his shit a little bit after that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I've seen tons of movies about, you know, the weary hitman. Right. Like know. the professional. And right, yeah. yeah. Uh, everybody is always in it for that one last job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so this is not exactly new territory, just presented in a format I've never seen before. Yeah. My uh, French people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what did you think? Well, like I said, I, I, like I, you mentioned there before we started recording, you were like, "Oh wow, this was from '98," right? Um, and I was surprised because I, I didn't realize it was that old. I know I've seen this floating around like in single issue form at Mavericks for years, but right. I didn't realize it was long. But for a long time, I've wanted to read this because I thought, like, I flipped through it and it looks amazing, like the right. artwork and like. And, you know, this subject matter is something I always kind of like. Like, I like, I like noir, especially, right. you know, whenever it's not just gratuitous when there's, like, a good story with it. Right. We, we are a noir-heavy uh, podcast. Yeah, we, we, we do like it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say I'm, like, some sort of expert because of... Well, no, not at all. But I do. No, I, neither am I. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> oh, no, I know. No, okay. I, I know what you mean. <clears throat> you asshole. Uh... <laughs> But I was really disappointed with this book. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know if... Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, my, my first instinct is, well, something is lost in translation. Exactly. I bet I bet so. Uh, but, I mean, that can only cover so much. But, I mean, I, I wonder if it's... Like, w- when I was thinking the same thing... I was thinking it was lost in translation, but not so much as like, oh, those specific words weren't translated right. right. I, I think it was. I'm I'm guessing my my like theory here is that there's a tone. Yeah, like there's a there's a tone in France to this sort of story, this sort of genre, maybe. Right. That you know the collective people kind of have a you know an understanding of, and maybe we just don't have their understanding of this genre, right. and like maybe this was written for. You know, a French audience. I I don't know. Like I really don't because I don't know that much about France or its affiliation with noir. Right. But but I, I really got that feeling that, like, you know, this might be more specific to a French reader. Mm-hmm. And I I don't I can't even really tell you why. I just I think I was just like, that has to be it. You know, like right. in my brain, because. You know the words all make sense. It's not like, well, that doesn't make sense with what's going on. This is poorly translated. You know, like because right. I've read like poorly translated Italian comics from the sixties, and they're right. like, you're like, that's not even that character's dialogue balloon. Like, why is it pointing at that guy? But you know, I, I really got that feeling from this that it was just there's something I'm missing because I'm not a French man. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, I kind of agree with that. Uh, but I think there's just something else about it that uh, doesn't work. Because, uh, like I said, the, the whole loss of translation thing can only go so far, I think. Because, right. uh, I mean, I mean, we, 
we've seen French movies. Oh, here, yeah. And, and uh, yeah. enjoyed them. And, and uh, you know, I mean, noir is, is a French word, if I'm, uh, <laughs> you, you uh, would think so, right? Uh, so, uh, you know, I mean, there is probably a heavy, uh, noir fan base, I guess, in, uh, in France. Well, it seems to me like, like that term became familiar with Americans from like, you know, older movies right. where they borrowed from French, but they sort of, you know, did an American version of it, like right. a more like gangster and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I, and I bet it's something that is just like, you know, runs perpendicular to each other. So I mean, right. like I know they all follow the same like, you know, you know, like there's guns and there's oh, killing yeah, there's and there's pushes, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I just, I just get the feeling that something is way different, right? And I'm missing out on it. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, if we're going by literal translation, like even the dialogue itself is not that great, right? You know, uh, <laughs> and there's a lot of it. There is quite a bit. Yeah, it, it's narrated by the main character, the killer, and he does not shut up. No, he's got a pretty heavy inner monologue yeah. always going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a few panels where he doesn't have something to think about what's happening. Right, yeah. 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 And, like, that's something that's that I always found attractive in uh, stories about, like, these killers. You're, like, they're mysterious, and you don't know their angle, and you don't know where they're coming from. Right. Like, that's what makes them interesting. And this guy, like, from page one is just like, I'm... He's telling you everything, and it's wow, it, it's uh, too much. You, I think, nailed what I I couldn't uh, point out. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's why I don't like this story. Because he, because he, because he's an open book. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, I don't want a killer to be an open book. Right, it's not as interesting. Yeah, wow, that's it. That's why I don't like this book. <laughs> want to go to break? <laughs> Done. <laughs> Murder suicide. <clears throat> Yeah, let's move it on. Yeah, might yeah. as well. Yeah. Go, on, go on a high note. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I I think we're in agreement some on that. Like, it's a genre we both love, but there's yeah. reasons that it works, and this doesn't have that reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I mean, you know, yeah, it's just, I mean, the character is never likable, and I mean, obviously he's a killer, but you know, I mean, we've also seen. And read other things where you know, yeah, he's a cold-blooded killer, but he's charming, and, you know, <laughs> right? You know, or somehow relatable, at least relatable, something to grasp onto. This guy has nothing. He's you know a dick from the get-go. Uh, when he you know starts revealing like you know how he got to where he is, yeah, you know, he's just an asshole. Yeah, and it's not even like he was forced into this life. It's like, oh, I want to make a lot of money by fucking people over, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there, there's nothing to cheer for. Uh, you know, his his whole crisis of conscience isn't really even from the fact that you know he's a killer and you know he's got all this blood on his hands. He's mostly just bored. Yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I wait around a lot. That's I wait around and I get paid millions of dollars. This is my lot in life. It's like that sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, he has a, uh, palatial estate in Venezuela. Yeah. yeah. He travels a lot, you know, he fucks beautiful women. Yeah, fuck this guy. Yeah. And, like, don't get me wrong, I like the naked ladies. Oh, yeah. But 
it was so gratuitous and just unnecessary. Like, it was almost like there was a couple of pages that was just, I was looking at a porn comic. Right. And it didn't quite go into the porn territory, but it was just like, it just seemed like it was like one of those things where like, you know. It's naked ladies for naked ladies. Yeah, sake. yeah, like, like, let's put some more F-bombs in this movie to give it an R rating. You know, right. like, it just seemed a little unnecessary and yeah. it didn't add anything to the story. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, the motivation of the character is weak. Uh, you know, it, it is just, uh, you know, yeah, and, and, and I think there's a, a tone that we're just not getting as well. Right. Yeah, just kind of, you know, the only saving grace about this is that the art is gorgeous. The art is amazing. Yeah. Like, I mean, the actual art is is solid and, like, cool. I like it. Right. But I'd say... I'd say the color is just shy of, like, the guys that do Elephant Man. Right. Elephant Man. Right. It is one of the best colored comics I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Uh, There's, like, especially, like, landscapes and and, uh, just cityscapes and, 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 like, anything other than the main character. Well, there's a... (laughs) I know there's a scene, I think... I tried to remember what page it was on. I think it was in the 70s, uh, where he's... I mean, it's just a simple scene, yeah, where he's, like meeting with the other guys in Venezuela. Right. And, like, all these shadows and, and things and, like, just, like, tricks of the light that are colored in there. So, and that is beautiful. That is yeah. fucking gorgeous right there. Page 73, if you're following along at home. <laughs> um, yeah, that, it's mind-blowing. It's it's definitely worth looking at every page right. just for the color. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, uh, I don't think there's a separate colorist, so... The artist, you know, did it all himself. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just those two guys and a letter. Yeah. So uh, it could, could have been the letter that did it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the art is amazing. So uh, Luke Dragomon or whatever his name is. Uh, the saving yeah, grace. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he's got like. What would you compare his style to? Like. Like, I wouldn't say anime, maybe. Like, some of the characters' facial features remind me of some... Like, it's cartoony, for sure. Uh, like, the few action scenes that there are in this thing are, like, pretty dynamic. Yeah. And, uh, you know, full of energy. And the faces, the emotions that he's able to draw on everyone. Like, there's this two-page spread I'm looking at now in which, like, horrific things are happening. Uh, and then there's like six or seven panels of characters like all having different reactions to what's going on. Right. They're all different. They all look different. They're all just well thought out and well, it's well acted. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I agree. Uh, like definitely like it's a deceptively simple style. Uh, like, like it just looks really simple and cartoony, but like then you'll notice how much detail there is, like in the backgrounds, and it's just really amazing. You know, it, it's weird. I was actually talking to somebody yesterday about uh, that, like, kind of style being more pervasive in comics, like people like Marcus Martin and yeah. Darwin Cook, and uh, like a lot of like s- more streamlined. Uh, I mean, like it's it's less flashy, but it's still. Um, you know, it's detailed enough that it tells a story. It doesn't feel like they're 
cheating. It just feels like they're not laying down lines that don't need to be there. Right. And and the, like I think they're calling it retro style, or some people I've heard people call it that. Like, which I think is weird because yeah, yeah, it just it just looks like a little more cartoony to me. Yeah. But not cartoony like High and Lois and Family Circus. No, yeah. Just but, you know. I mean, uh, like when you asked me, you know, what I thought of this art, you know, a minute ago, the first thing that came into my head was Marcus Martin. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they're different artists completely, but you know, there's a similarity. There's to it. connections. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, I think it just comes from you know, sort of a European background that that you know we just don't have here in the states. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Not that I'm going to go out and say that all European comics are, you know, beautifully, you know, illustrated because I'm sure there's crap out there. Oh too. yeah, yeah. But you know, the the stuff that makes it here is all, you know, gorgeous and has this sort of, sort of feel that you know this has. Right. You know? Like but, all the all the uh, uh, Mobius. And yeah. The, yeah. Ladron and all those guys. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's it's yeah. It's definitely got a. Uh, simplicity to it, but like you said, it, it doesn't skimp on the storytelling. Like, right. Like it, it really, like he really does sort of draw faces and right. situations and action. Yeah. Even, uh, like this two page spread that we're still on here. Uh, I mean, actually, I don't even think it, it is a two page spread. Like it's two separate pages. Uh, but like, you know, there's like a lot of panels and they're in weird positions, but you're never lost. Right. You know exactly where everything is happening yeah. and where it's supposed to go. Yep. And, I mean, uh, I think I've mentioned it on here before, like, uh, Brian Bendis has this thing in every fucking comic that he does. Every single comic, there's at least one instance where there's a two-page spread for no reason whatsoever. He just likes them. Uh, he just likes them. And, like, you're looking at it and... It's a two-page spread, but you don't know that it's a two-page spread if you uh, just look at it. Right, right. And so you're reading the one page like, you know, normal. Right. And there's just like a weird gap in dialogue at one point because half of the other conversation is on the other page that you don't know where right. you're supposed to be going over to it. Uh, he is terrible at that. He, he could do those. Uh, I've seen in like a lot of the like 40s and 50s. Art, artists would actually draw arrows from one right, panel yeah. to the next. He may need, uh, <laughs> the artist may need to start, you know, incorporating those like, in there. Yeah, call Bill Finger, see if he's doing anything. <laughs> uh, this, uh, oh, jeez. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll give Bill Finger some bath salts. Bring right. him back to life. There we go. Put a pencil in his, uh, <laughs> you know, atrophied, uh, <laughs> fingers. Yeah, I, I haven't read a lot of Bendis, but even from what little I've read, I know what you're talking about. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this is just kind of a letdown. Uh, yeah. I was kind of excited to read it, you know. Uh, I bought this book for five bucks, you know, hardcover. You know, uh, it's totally worth that for an art, uh, as an art book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but the other thing that I kind of dislike about it is obviously the story, there's more to the story than what's in this book. Uh, and while it kind of resolves what is happening in this particular volume, right. uh, it still doesn't. And, and like even the last page ends with a to be continued. Yeah. It just kind of felt 
like a cheat. Yeah. 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 It could have been a lot better. Yeah. Uh, these guys should go back 15 years and fix it. Yeah. Go go to Mendelssohn's liquidation outlet. Get yourself a flux capacitor. They have them there. Yep. <laughs> they have everything there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry. No, hey. I, you know, I actually, it, it's weird, like, because I could tell, like, a third of the way into it that, you know, I wasn't digging the story, like, right. even by then, but I was still enjoying reading it because the art was just so good, right. and, like, like I, I could have read another 80 pages of this, because um, it, it is a fast read for yeah. being 150 pages or whatever, Stuff like, that, yeah. um, like, it, it just kind of felt more like, and, and which is strange because it is very, like, in, in parts, it's very heavy on narration. Right. But, uh... There are other pages where it's not. So right. Weird. So, I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's actually kind of a quick read. Yeah. Uh, you know, I... You know, I, I kind of also, like, a third of the way through, just was like, yeah, I'm not really feeling this. But I kept going, and A, the art was gorgeous, and B, you know, I just kind of held out hope that it was going to yeah, be better. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, it would all just, like, build up and, like, coalesce. Right, and, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, if you're into those kind of stories, maybe maybe you'd like it more than we would. Who knows? Maybe know. if you're French, you would love it. I don't know. Uh, any any French listeners out there, let us know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, actually, I, I know my friend Andy Metal Brian really likes this book. Okay. I'm gonna have to ask him what you know what particular he likes. Uh, I mean, I know he's really into guns. Maybe he just likes the guns. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Disappointing, but still pretty. Yeah. Just like us. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that, uh, ties everything up nicely. Take a break. Sure. Right.
Hey, welcome back to Gutter Tribe. Yeah, it was a good break. It was. Yeah. What did you do on your break? I drove down uh, to Stan the Donut Man and had a cream-filled Long John. Nice. Yeah. Back for me. I did, but halfway back I got stuck at a traffic light, and a hooker who was trying to solicit me um, ended up eating the donut in the car. I huh. I paid her ten dollars to let let me watch. Okay, it was kind of hot. Huh. Why couldn't she just go to stand the man and pay like fifty cents for a donut to do that? She'd spend all of her money on bath salts already. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how's it going? Hey, good. Uh, good. Good. I've been busy. Yeah, I'm good. And busy. What, what, what have you been doing? I've been uh, I've been uh, working. Yeah. Working. Yeah. Working. Working at Mavericks, and uh, today was maybe my first day, my second job of my life. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I still work full time at Mavericks. Yeah. But I got a one-day-a-week job at the art studio that I've been volunteering at for a couple of years. So now you work five days a week total. I work five days a week total. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Well, and then I volunteer on the 16th. Right. So, so, yeah. Man, I'm curious about that. I'm I'm not sure. I don't think they're going to pay me for the other day that I volunteer because right, I just kind of... Yeah, I volunteer there. Um, well, I wouldn't pay you if I didn't have to. Yeah. Wait a minute. <clears throat> Were you thinking about paying me? Like if, like if I decided to not do this for free? Um, no. Do you want to pay me to be your? No. no. Okay. Yeah. Did Ed McMahon get paid to do the Johnny Carson show? No. no? Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. Well then, okay, I'm fine. <laughs> if it's good enough for Ed, it's good enough for me. Damn right. <laughs> Have some whiskey. <laughs> Maybe in uh, forty years, I won't even remember doing this podcast. <laughs> What was it that he? It was uh, some movie that he did, right? He didn't. Daughter remember. of the Devil. That that's what it was. Daughter of the. It's also called something else. I can't remember what the other name of it is. Daughter of Evil, maybe, or something. Devil's Daughter. Maybe Daughter something. Yeah. Something Daughter. Uh, it's also got a different name, and yeah. Uh, he narrated it, right? He narrated yeah. it, and uh, does not remember that he narrated it. Because <laughs> it was a silent movie originally. Okay. Uh, then I guess they added the narration to try to make it make sense. Try to get more people to watch it. Or, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've only seen part of the movie before. Uh, I could only get through about like, 10, 15 minutes of it. Right. Uh, it was pretty slow. I watched the whole thing. Right. But it, it was kind of fun in spots. Yeah. Because, uh, uh, yeah, that was the second episode of New Shack Theater. And you did the cover for that. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I'm surprised that you don't remember the name of it. I know, I know, I remember Daughter was in the title. I think it was, I think Daughter of Evil or Daughter of the Devil or Daughter of Satan. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Who knows? It's all a blur to me. Yeah. It's all a <laughs> Dr. Creep blur. <laughs> yes. But yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, how about you? What are you uh, Not too much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, trying to, trying to, uh, fix websites. Trying to save money. Yeah. yeah. 
That's about it. Yeah. 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 Reading a lot. I got my uh, my first uh, shipment of comic books from the mail order company. Oh. Uh, freeing me from the tyranny and the shackles of my <laughs> local comic shop. Do they send you like a free pack of magic together with the order? <laughs> no magic whatsoever. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Uh, maybe the FedEx guy who delivered it plays magic. Probably. Right. But uh, we didn't have that conversation. So what's the company's name? Uh, Discount Comic Book Service. Hmm. Uh, DCBService.com. Hmm. So far, what do you think? Uh, you know, I mean, other than having to wait a month to get all the comics and having to, uh, dodge spoilers left and right for, uh, while I'm on the internets week after week, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just, it comes down to the price. It was, it was just right. Uh, I didn't have to bother with any, uh, smelly magic <laughs> assholes uh, while trying to get my comics. Uh, I'd say it's, uh, it's a, uh, you know, super good plus. So, <laughs> double plus good? Yeah. Um, so basically, for those that don't know, it's it's a service where you you order your books a couple months ahead of time. Right. Like you tell and them what you want. Basically, it's like if you go through the previous catalog, mm-hmm. uh, you pick out the books that you want, and then you just uh, submit the list. And, uh, and they just bill your bank account or credit right, card. Or credit card, bank account, whatever. Yep. Uh, it's like Basically, when I did it, like, uh, it was, uh, March when I filled out my first order. Um, but that was for May's comics. Right. Uh, then they, you know, like the, the previews cutoff date, you know, to get your order in, whatever. Uh, you know, that, that is the cutoff date. You can't, uh, like you can, like if you do it at the first of the month, you can then, spend the rest of the month, like, uh, going through and, like, editing, you know, your list. Okay. Like, you know, somebody decided that you, you don't want to get the next issue of Iron Man or whatever, you can right. clear it out. And who would? Right. Like trash. But then, like, after a certain date, you know, whatever your order was, that's it. That's that's what you're getting. You can't edit it anymore. And then about in the middle of April, they charged me, uh, you know, the cost of it. Uh, and then, you know, starting in May... Uh, week after week, they put aside the comics that I ordered, and then at the last Wednesday of, of the month, they packaged it all and shipped it out. Wow. Well, so you I get the whole it. month at the end of the month. Right. Okay. And, uh, and you can you can get weekly deliveries and you can get bi-weekly deliveries, but it's a shipping cost for each. Right. So know. it's like half price, basically, to wait until right, yeah, like shipping, shipping cost-wise. It was like $7 shipping, you know, to to do it the once. Uh, but I think they even actually charge additional shipping on top of that when you do it weekly. Oh, okay. So it's like the $7 shipping and then $13 because of the special. You know, oh, wow. Yeah. So they're kind of trying to encourage people to wait and do it all once. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> wow, that's, uh, that's interesting. And you get a really good discount, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I figured it out, and I'm paying, like, you know, a little... Um, you know, it's it's like about a, I would say a forty to fifty percent discount. That's crazy. Compared to what I would you know be spending at Mavericks. Like get ten percent off it, right? right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's crazy to me because I know, like, as a store who, I mean, you know, granted we're no like Mile High Comics, but we order a ton of stuff from Diamond. I know there's like smaller shops, right? And our discount is on most things we get fifty five percent off. 
So it seems like, you know, I mean, I, I guess maybe they're doing a higher volume, but it seems right. like they're only profiting like 5% or right. maybe 10% if they have a high volume. I mean, it seems like, uh, for the most part, like, you know, their, their books are about 35 to 40% off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do occasionally, like, have, they have specials every month, too. Uh, oh, you said the Watchmen's? Yeah, like the first, uh, first four Watchmen before Watchmen books, uh, you know, for the month, uh, you know, this upcoming month. Uh, they're selling them for a dollar each. Wow. So, you know, it was like. It's a good deal. Yeah. I think they're like three ninety nine comics, yeah. you know, uh, you know, cover price. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's a super good deal. You know, uh, yeah, I wasn't gonna get any of the Watchmen books, but I saw that deal and I was like, yeah, four dollars for four comics. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, hard to pass up. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Like if, like you know, uh, I mean, I kind of joked about well, you know, like I'm getting getting a new job, but it, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna stay at Mavericks and just work one day a week there at right. the other place. But if for some reason I ever worked full time there, I don't know. I really don't know if I would go that route or not. Like, cause I mean, that is a great discount. Right. But I think I would miss going into the comic shops, but I don't know that I would miss going into the comic shops. Right. Um, I'm gonna guess that you would not miss going to Mavericks if you left Mavericks. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you would probably try to go in and maybe buy some comics. And then the first time that a magic dick shit uh, tries to corner you and ask you about things, even though you don't work there anymore, right. you're going to get pissed off and leave. <laughs> I, yeah, or, I mean, I might just be like, you know, hey, you know, uh, whatever, I don't want to say anything. Right. Uh, like, hey, buddy, uh, yeah, I don't work here anymore, you know. Fuck off. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. There you go. That's your excuse to finally say all that you've ever wanted to say you know, to a magic douchebag. It's weird though. It's, I like. Sadly, I have to admit, I think it's as much our fault as it is the magic customers. Because we were, I was talking. I think I mentioned this to you the other day. Me and Jeremy were restocking all the new Fifty Two books, right? And there was like this giant pile that we've sold in the last month right. of newer books, and you know we had to replace some of our back stock. And and we were both impressed. We we're like, wow, you know, the comics are still doing well. And if we weren't, you know, as as a store, just so focused on you know, holding the hands of all the magic customers. Right. And, you know, and like if we just, you know, maybe pared down our magic section and really focused on our comics, I bet we would do the same amount of profits and have the same amount of business. But, um, you know, it's just, I don't know, for some reason we're unwilling to because I guess we've developed this reputation and rapport. And, and Jack doesn't want to have like eight people working there, you know, right. where we could do both really well because he, uh, he's said it a hundred times, like even last week. He he's he's not really interested in doing any better than he's doing. He just wants to survive, basically. Right. Um, so he doesn't really want to put any more effort into things and do better. That's sad. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um. So yeah, yeah. I mean, but unfortunately, it's partially our fault. So I I really don't hate any specific magic. Well, no, there's like maybe two or three I do right. <laughs> customers, but um. I, I'm, I mostly just hate the fact that the game has ruined uh, the store that I loved. Right. Um, but as far as the individual people in the actual game, like, honestly, I have to admit, I think it's a fun game, and I actually like a lot of the people that shop there, but it's just like a an evil that has penetrated into our, our happy home. I don't, I don't believe you. Not for an instant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, uh, uh, I, I think switching over to the mail sort of service was, was probably one of the best decisions I could have made as far as just being a comic book fan. You know, I mean, obviously, from a financial standpoint, it's a no-brainer. Right, right. You know, and uh, as, as I become increasingly uh, more hermit-like, you right. know, with, with uh, you know, steadfast refusal to leave my house, uh, <laughs> it just seems <laughs> like that's that's the best thing for me right well, now. Let me play devil's advocate for a second, but the, right. the devil being uh, Mavericks. Okay, all right. Uh, no, okay, you know, let me... <laughs> I mean, I joke a lot, and I like to, uh, you know, bust your balls and everything about it, but, you know, I love Mavericks, and honestly, like, making that decision was also one of the hardest decisions I've had to make. Right. You know, I mean, I still have my file there, I've even sent you uh, today a list of things for you to pull for me uh, tomorrow that I'm just not going to get with my orders. Right. Uh, you know, and then, yeah, like, I want you know, more than anything to support my local comic shop, you know, especially I've been shopping there for, you know, 15 years or something like that. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, it was a hard decision, and uh, I think, like, a lot of things that we always talk about on the show, uh, my biggest problem with Mavericks just comes with the disappointment knowing that it could be so much better. Right. And it just isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I very agreed. And, 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 you know, like this, honestly, I mean, this could just be an evolution of things. Right. Um, but what do you think, like, if this catches on, do you think comic shops are in trouble? Uh, do you think, like, the ones that don't, you know, sell, like, gaming things and other, you know, other avenues of, of, re- of revenue, um, do you think they're in trouble? I think so. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, I hate to say that, but mm-hmm. I do. Uh, and I don't think it's... I don't think it has anything to do with the comic shops themselves. I think it just has to do with comics. They've changed, uh, yeah. They've changed. Uh, like it's, I mean, comics are never going to go away, uh, but it is certainly not great. It's not in a great shape. Mm-hmm. The print media itself is dying. Right. You know. Uh, well, there's. I mean, there's two major uh, problems for comic shops. Like one, you know, is newer books are are cheaper. Uh, through, through a number of digital formats, whether it's right. buying them online and having them delivered, or just downloading digital copies, right. you know, it's cheaper to keep up with things by not shopping at comic shops. Right. And back issues are dead. Right. Like, like the chain stores that sell trade paperbacks have pretty much killed the back issue market for right. comic shops. Because people, people, I mean, they've converted over like. They'd, they'd rather have trades. I mean, it just looks nicer on your shelf right. and, other than those giant white boxes everywhere. Right. Um, yeah, so, I mean... I mean, uh, I would rather read a trade, you know, than, than you know, monthly issues, but, right. you know, like, some books, I just, uh, you know, I still have that collector mentality, you know, that, that prevents me from switching completely yeah. over here. Well, I think it's, like, I think I'll always have a couple of monthlies because I, I think that's fun to right. like keep up with something as it's coming out. But honestly, I think it's impossible for me to keep up with even I'd say half of the things that I like as right. they come out because there's just so many. Right. So, I mean, but there are a couple books like, like I'm not going to give you spoilers in case you're reading either one of these, but um, I know Mudman and uh, Mind Management, the Matt Kent book. Um, that just started. Yeah that, yeah, that just started, but they're both, 
they both said that they're going to put stuff in the single issues that's only in the single issues right. to support that whole... Casanova does that. And, right. Uh, Brubaker does yeah. that with uh, all of his creator-owned stuff. Yeah. Criminal and Kanye do. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, like, there are yeah, advantages well, to When you singles. do that, you know, I definitely am all about, you know, support single issue. You know, and obviously, especially for someone like Paul Grist, mm-hmm. you know, whose work I just absolutely adore, you know, and I just never want to see that guy succeed no matter what. Right. You know. Well, I wonder, too, if, like, some of those guys, like, like Paul Grist is an example, like, I wonder if he's doing that because he's worried, and, I mean, he's, he's big enough that, you know, he's, he's, like, known, but he's still small enough that, you know, I wonder if, if people weren't buying his single issues, if he would have the support to put out just a long-form book, you know? Right. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Because, uh, I mean, you know, Mudman came out, and, you know, shortly after that, you know, he announced that, you know, that's the end of Jack Staff. Like, like he said, there may be, like, some point in the future where he might do another Jack Staff miniseries, but he said Jack Staff is, is done uh, because it just wasn't selling. Right. You know, and, and I mean, I don't know how many issues Kane was, which is, like, his other big series, uh, but it seems like Jack Staff had a, had a slightly bigger following and, and, and things, so... You know, I mean, yeah, it just makes me wonder, you know, why why Mudman is catching on, and not to say anything bad about it, because I mean, it's great. You mm-hmm. know, like I, I just love that guy, and I'm, I'm gonna read anything he does. Right. Uh, but you know, why is like one thing that he does selling better than another thing that he does? Is, is it doing well? Like, cause cause we order, we only order like three or four copies right. of Mudman. It's never been big I mean, for us. I don't us. know how well it's doing, but you know, he has been online saying that, you know, he's sold more issues of Mudman than he ever did of any issue of Jackson. Really? Okay. Hmm. Which, yeah, I mean, like, I just, I don't get, you know, why, why does this catch on and not the other? Right. Nothing against the quality of either, because I think they're both awesome. You know, it's just like, you know, Jackson was, you know, my favorite superhero book, you know. Right. You know, it's just like, you know. It's a little sad that it's gone. Now, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, that is weird. But I mean, I'm weird. glad that he's still trying stuff, and I'm definitely going to follow him wherever he goes. But yeah, I mean, I don't know, but just comics in general are just, you know. It's evolving. Yeah. It's like, uh, I mean, you know, people point to the fact that, you know, the Avengers movie made, you know, has, has made, I think, a billion dollars at this point, if not oh, more. Wow. You know, and it, that's not just all comic book fans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. It's, it's their, it's their reluctant girlfriends. And, no, no. No, yeah. I, mean, I think there's. I mean, a, even if you did count that, that would still only be a fraction of it. Yeah. You know? How many comic fans have girlfriends? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, you know, why can that movie, which is so universally praised, mm-hmm. has made billions of dollars? You know, why doesn't that translate over into comic book sales? Right. I mean, there's an audience out there clearly for superheroes, so why aren't those people reading superhero books? Well, it's weird. Kathleen told me that she has, I don't know if these are friends of hers online or or what, but she said she's read a lot of, like, tweets from, uh, like, younger people, like, especially, like, younger girls who are enamored with, you know, like, Black Widow or even Iron Man. And, like, you know, they're super Loki. excited. Yeah, Loki. Um, 
and and like they they reference like storylines, yeah, you know, other than the movies, you know. So right. like they're aware and interested in the comics, but um, it doesn't seem like at least here in Dayton, Ohio, that that's translating. Yeah, the sales. Yeah. I mean, we we usually have a spike whenever a movie comes out of that title. You know, like when the Iron Man movie comes out, we have right. we sell more Iron Man trades that month. Was it like uh? Like even when the Watchmen trailer came out, didn't you guys like sell out oh, the trailer? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah, anytime something like that. But it it doesn't seem like it's like an influx of new faces. It's just like people going, oh yeah, I should add that to my collection. You know, right. It's like a lot of the same people. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where they're at or if they're buying their books online. You know, like digitally right. or you know, I'm not sure. But yeah, it comes again, back to it comes down to me. You know, give a Maverick shit, but you know, I mean. I love Mavericks, but I would never recommend it to anyone to go to. If, right. like, you know, just a random stranger said, hey, good fella, yeah. tell me the name of a comic book store. <laughs> and I'd probably tell them Bookery. <laughs> oh, Bookery's got no soul. They don't have soul, yeah. but they're clean and, they're, and organized. Yeah. So yeah. what do you want? Do you want clean and organized or do you want a soul and some magic, guys? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Actually... Does the bookery do magic? I don't even know. Oh yeah, uh, they've got a. It's like got a whole other building. See, that's the way to do it. Yeah, yeah. You gotta separate that shit. Yeah, segregation now. This water fountain is for non-magic players only. <laughs> Get to the back of the bus, tapper. That's what we're gonna call them. You tappers. <laughs> Use the T word. He's a racist. He's a a nerdist. Ooh, no, that's something different. Oh, yeah? yeah? Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's a podcasting network. Oh. Yeah. I was thinking, like, you know, uh, you're a nerd, but you're a, uh, you know, you hate a nerd of another kind. Right, yeah. Uh, I, I got you. Yeah. yeah. Sadly, that name is already uh, copyright. Yes. Everything's taken. Yep. You can't, like, uh, oh, man. Yeah. You, unless you come up with, like, three words that don't really seem to go together. Right. Like Veggie Dog Saturn. Right. That's one of the main reasons I stuck with that. No one else would, yeah, yeah, you're not gonna just randomly stumble across that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it it all comes back to comic shops are kind of in trouble. Yeah. Um, and it's sad, but you know, I mean, I mean, if it's an evolution, it's an evolution. I'm right. I'm, a, I'm a curmudgeon, and I like I I like to harken back to glory days and yesteryears and right. you know nostalgic. Well, shit. You're old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have rose colored glasses for the past, but. But, I mean, you know, if that's what the kids want, that's what the kids will get. Right. And, I mean, honestly, like, I see digital comics as a good thing. You know, it's not something that I'm into, mostly because I don't have the format to do it. Right. Uh, but, I mean, you know, it, it just... If people aren't going to go to the comic shops, you have to bring the comics to them. Yeah. And I think digital is the way to do that. You yeah. Know? I mean, sadly, if that's... You know, if sacrificing comic book stores is the price of, you know, getting comics to a place where they're popular, right. you know, I mean, maybe that's worth it. I, I remember um, I remember last year I read a quote from Robert Kirkman. He said he doesn't care if his kids are reading, you know, comics on a, on a like, laser-induced light panel from their, uh, from their you know, hover boots. He's right. like, as long as they're reading comics, I don't care what, how that happens. I right. Just, and you know, and I can I can understand that. Like it's right. it's a medium that you don't want to see disappear. And if society is changing, uh, you know, 
into, you know, if it's morphine and evolving and they're not going to want to walk into a dingy comic shop and dig around in smelly old boxes, that's fine. I mean, you know, I just think, you know, there is the potential audience out there for comics. It's just a matter of trying to figure out, you know, why can't, why aren't we tapping that potential? Uh, Like, why are, why are comic conventions so huge and crazy but yet, you know, comics are just yeah, dying. Right. You know, and, and people still like to buy things, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why I don't think that digital is always, I don't think digital is going to replace physical books at all. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think people still like having things to hold and things to have signed. Right, yeah. You know, and, and then, you know, you go to a comic convention and there's only digital books, you know, like, what you gotta do? Just shake the artist's hand. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because uh, hmm. not all of us could afford convention sketches. Yeah, know? yeah. What What about back issues though? Like not just digitally. Like you can get back issues digitally, right? Like, uh, Marvel and DC, I think, have done. Uh, I don't know about DC for certain, but I know Marvel has uh, a pretty extensive uh, back catalog available online. What happens with, like, the company that you're ordering new books from? Like, say, say, like, you know, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I didn't even notice in previous couple months ago that Mudman number one was in there. Right. Uh, or, I mean, Mudman's on number, like, five or something. But, you, right, know, you right. know what I mean? Like, there's a new series. Four and is coming out this week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, if you didn't notice, and then, like, now you want a back issue, do they sell back issues? They or? do not. No? No. Okay. Uh, they, they pretty much state, like, in their, their you know, service statement. That uh, you know, they're just a pre-order company only. Okay. You know, like just, uh, I mean, they occasionally get trades and toys and statues and stuff, uh, but for the most part, they are just strictly pre-orders. Hmm. That's interesting. You know, whatever you order two months in advance, that's what you get. And they keep very little in stock if if you know, they have to. That is interesting. I wonder if because if that becomes more, you know, popular, right? And then you know, people do need like, oh, you know, I didn't realize. That storyline connected to this storyline. Right. I, I want. I need to buy Captain America and Bucky this month. Or... Well, there are other online places that do you know, sell that. Like, mm-hmm. MyComicShop.com is another place that I've used for right. back issues and stuff like that. But usually, like if I'm doing back issues, I do go to a comic shop. You know, yeah, I want to yeah. see if I can get it. You know, there immediately, just, just quickly yeah, pick yeah. it. But I mean, I'm thinking like you know, decades down the right, road. Like, right. like if it if it is all like pre-orders, right. that might be something where the digital format would be the only way you could get it. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Uh, you know, I think there's still going to be places like Mile High Comics that are probably going to, you know, stock back issues, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's that's primarily what I know them from, you know, seeing their ads at comics right. decades ago. You know? Yeah, I mean, and that's just like a thought, because I, I honestly don't think that's... Like comic shops are gonna go away like that because, like uh, I said, because so, yeah. like I said, me and Jeremy were, you know, like we seriously, it was kind of eye opening. Like, wow, you know, we could really, yeah, this could be doing so much better than it right. is. And I think there's the potential for that, but you know, it's just something that is changing, and I'm curious, like, how far down the road it will be until right. it is completely different than it is now. Yeah, I don't know. It's all wide open and kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's- it's like a Hustler magazine from the 70s. Yep. <laughs> Very hairy. <laughs> it's a hairy situation down here. Send help. 
I'm scratching Galactus's chin. I just moved. Uh, yeah, he's deep in thought. Yeah. Hmm. Thinking about the uh, he's comic like, book industry. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, what if someone wants to order uh, a back issue of, <laughs> of uh, The Origin of Galactus? Is that digitally uh, produced? I don't know, buddy. I just don't know. <laughs> that was interesting. Hmm. I was doing that. Talking, oh. having a conversation. Yeah, we talked. Yeah, like big boys. I hope we, I hope we didn't just continuously laugh and then say an incomprehensible sentence and then laugh some more. Is that what we usually do? No. Oh. Uh, I, I was. Uh, I've been trying to uh, work out what's happening next with uh, League Night, which is almost ending. And I went to iTunes and saw that uh, someone had left a uh, one-star review. Uh, that was pretty much their, uh, review, was that, uh, a lot of laughter, and then incomprehensible sentences, and then more laughter, and minimal discussion of the cartoon. Uh, it's pretty good if you like car talk, I guess. One star. Wow. Well, that, see, to me, that would be a positive review, because not only do I love car talk. Right. Uh, but... Laughter, ladies and gentlemen, is the best medicine. It is. So, uh... Well, do, I mean, do you really want to hear us completely blow-by-blow blow describe yeah. a fucking cartoon to you? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I give I that mean, guy one star. Yeah. I mean, you know, Joe and I have done that in the past, and it's awful. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're there to review it. That doesn't mean tell you exactly everything that happens. Well, yeah, I mean, you're, I mean first of all, you're here to have fun. Right, and yeah. And sec- second of all, you're here to maybe give the audience what they want. Right. And so, like, I could see how occasionally you'd be like, well, maybe that's what they want, and you try that. Right. But that's no fun for anybody. No. You know, so you just have fun, and you talk about it if you talk about it. Right. And you don't talk about it if you don't talk about it. It's all free flow. Yeah. You know, uh, just going with it. Yeah, we don't get paid to do this. No. We don't expect you to pay for this. Nope. Everybody's happy. I am doing my damnedest to make sure this stays free. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the incomprehensible sentences is what really bothered me. Like they couldn't, like the audio was bad, or they thought. I mean, I know that you know some episodes of, of uh, all the shows uh, don't have the greatest audio uh, due to occasionally malfunctioning equipment or and uh, me not really knowing what I'm doing. Or neighbors from the past. Or neighbors yep. or motorboats. Yeah. Uh, I also, I've also always been very self-conscious about my speaking voice. Mm. Uh, in that, uh, I tend to think that I slur my words a lot. Mm. Uh, and I try not to, but, you know, it's just how I talk. And, uh, so that, that bothers me on just sort of a personal level. Well, I can understand you, but I, maybe it's because I've known you forever. Yeah. So. I don't know. So, yeah. So fuck that guy anyway. Yeah. He clearly just doesn't, uh, like the guy that left the bad review of Gutter Trash, he clearly just don't get what we're doing. What was the other, I don't even remember. Hey, the, just that we were awful and that we barely reviewed the movie. Oh, well, he's right. His little brother could <laughs> yeah. review a movie. Well, I've never met his little brother. Yeah. But well, hey, if his little brother can, then he should go start his own fucking podcast. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I'm not gonna listen no. to it. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so, you know, fuck those guys. Uh. We love the people who love us. <laughs> Both of you. If you don't love us, don't fucking tell us. Keep it to your goddamn self. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's no room for improvement here. No, yeah. No, we, we have mean, been doing this for four and a half years. We thought we'd be better. Yeah, we're, we're not. 
No, I don't know. If there's any suggestions, you know, constructive. Constructive. Yeah. yeah. Not like, you suck. Right. But, uh, yeah. And if you don't like laughter, uh, go kill yourself. Uh, yeah. That's possibly a uh, good advice. Yeah. Uh, murder, suicide, 212. <laughs> this is the year. Yep. <laughs> Just uh, do it to yourself and your little brother. <laughs> Aw. Poor little guy. Yeah, well, he's going to be the one murdered. So he's not going to commit suicide. He's 10. Well, yeah, but, I mean, he might be, he might be all right. He, I mean, I, I've heard that he's really talented in the world of podcasting. <laughs> or he could be. He could be the podcast's next star. Ooh. Take over that Nerdist podcast. Yeah. Obviously, somebody needs to. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so the other big thing was that uh, I saw the Avengers. Oh, you did? I did. Wow. Yeah. Who'd you go with? Uh, nobody. Okay. By myself, because uh, nobody, nobody wanted to go with me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was also at 10 in the morning on a Sunday. Wow. I, I got up at 9 after going to bed at 6. <laughs> no, don't you, I totally think that going by yourself to a movie at 10 a.m. on a Sunday is the absolute perfect way to go to the movies. It was great. Yeah. Because uh, a total of seven people showed up for the movie. Wow. And... None of them said a word. None of them uh, used a cell phone throughout it. That's amazing. Uh, none of them sat near me. It was great. Wow, that's great. <laughs> so, but the movie is terrible. Uh, yeah, the movie is god fucking awful. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, all you people who are spending a billion dollars on this thing, you're idiots. And thank God you don't read comic books. <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, I got up at, uh, 9 o'clock, drove out to the theater, and, uh, started at 10, and, uh, I was, uh, stayed awake through it, and, uh, it was quiet and nice, and makes me really miss seeing movies in the middle of the day, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, and, um, I watched the movie, and I walked out. Kind of the way that I walked out of uh, all the other Marvel movies, mm -hmm. uh, with the exception of the Hulk, which I just flat out did not like. Uh, but the other movies, I walked out of thinking, well, that was fine. Mm -hmm. And then I came out from the Avengers thinking, yeah, that was fine. Uh, but then throughout the day, I kept thinking back on it. Uh, and uh, no, I think that movie is pretty excellent. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, changed my stance on it. Sweet. Uh, I really like that movie. Um, the problems I think I was having with it was that uh, I kept getting distracted while watching it because I kept thinking to myself that there was so much shit that had to be coordinated to pull that off, and I was just more impressed by that than anything else. <laughs> right. Like, as far as, like, the actors and the Yeah, like, the fact effects. that they had to do five movies before this, uh, then, like, you know, each, each character had to have, like, basically their own movie inside of this movie in order to make this movie work. Right. Uh, and, yeah, the special effects and just, yeah, so many people in it. Harry Dean uh, Stanton. Harry Dean Stanton shows up. Uh, and I feel really bad for ruining that before you saw it. Oh, no, that's all right. No, that was, that actually made me more excited to see the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I would have, it would have like blew me away. Like, what? But, but no, yeah, they didn't ruin it. 
Uh, yeah, just, uh, like, you know, afterwards, uh, the fact that I kept thinking about it, I think it was, it was one of those things that, like, oh, yeah, this movie was, was, was just an excellent piece of just blockbuster filmmaking. Right. Yeah. I think it had the perfect balance of, like, humor and action to make it just a super fun superhero movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was just awesome to see those characters interact on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Like, like it just, you know, like it just kind of filled me with joy occasionally to, to like, like the conversation between uh, Tony Stark and Bruce Banner, like when they're in the lab together. Right. It was just like, wow. Yeah. You know? It's probably how people felt when they saw like Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra and right, Sammy Davis yeah. Jr. all on the same screen. Right. You know, they're like, wow. Yeah, our Thor is, uh, you know, our Dean Sammy Dean yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Bruce Banner and Sammy Davis. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he's a short black Jewish man. Oh, yeah. With one eye. They both are, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, no, yeah, I just I really enjoyed it. Look uh, forward to seeing it again at some point. That's cool. I'm glad it wasn't, like, so overhyped that it just right. ruined it for you. I think, you know, I was still kind of feeling the effects of that when I was, like, you know, immediately after it was like, well, it didn't really live up to the hype that I was reading and everything, but, uh, yeah, on, on reflection, you know, it, it did, I think, surpass, you know, the hype, I think. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, you know, I just I enjoyed it. Good job, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you're all billionaires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've only seen it once, but it, it is one of those movies where I know I would watch it. At least a couple more times. Right. Uh, there was a trailer for Spider-Man before. Oh. Uh, didn't do anything to make me want to see it. Mm. And there was a trailer for The Dark Knight Rises, and uh, made me want to see it less. I haven't seen either one of those trailers in the theater. I think I saw a Dark Knight trailer a while back, but I'm sure it's not the same one that's out now, because it was a super short one. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I haven't seen either one of those. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Spider-Man... Like, the scenes that they show in the trailer of him actually being Spider-Man look fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look like a Spider-Man movie. Uh, I just uh, can't give a shit about them telling his origin again. Yeah, I know. You know especially so soon after the first yeah. time. And I also don't give a shit about Peter Parker's parents, because they're... He had parents? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm sure I'll see the Spider-Man movie, but definitely not in the theater. Right. And I'm pretty sure I'll see the Batman movie in the theater. Yeah. Uh, I might see Spider-Man, probably not in the theater. I'm probably not going to see Batman. Mm-hmm. And if I do, it'll be because it's on, like, TNT five years from <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, yeah, that's cool, though. I'm glad you... Yeah. So you stuck around for the... Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, the, the two post-credits right. sequences, yeah. Uh, only person in the theater has stayed. Really? Yeah. You didn't, you didn't alert anybody like, hey, there's was, extra stuff. I mean, everybody was sitting like further away from me. I was, cause right. I like to sit way up in the back when I go to a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know this bothers some of the friends that I go to movies with, and uh, it's probably why they don't go to movies with me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I don't go to movies with you because you don't I don't go to the movies. movies. Right? Yeah. Uh, you guys should have come out with me uh, yesterday morning. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, you guys could have split afterwards and gone every lunch and 
do whatever else. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, Ten o'clock in the morning. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. Nobody there. Yeah. I don't know that I. I don't know that I'll see that again in the theater. Uh, but uh. Matinee price. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the like the, the immediately when the movie ends, they do the the, the you know. Post credits, credits, right? You know, uh, and then the 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 one scene. Uh, but like, yeah, uh, everybody started leaving, and then like the last couple left, and like literally they were out the door when that scene starts. <laughs> yeah. And then like, you know, then the rest of the credits roll, and like the usher kept like walking in to see if I was still there, right? And he was getting frustrated that I wasn't leaving. <laughs> And then, because the, the credit credits last, I think, like 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. There's a ton of animation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the final scene, you know, and I left, and then I left people for the next show that were coming in. I, do you think, uh, ushers and theater workers hate that new trend of stuff after the credits? Um, because, yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, former usher. Yeah. Uh, former movie theater employee. Uh, yeah, get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not so bad if, uh, like, if there's only, like, a person in there, then you go ahead and clean around them. Right. Uh, and also, if, like, you know, it's not a busy movie theater, then there's not going to be a ton of mess. But, like, you know, like, I worked at the theater when they did the Star Wars re releases, and every fucking showing sold out. And, like, it was shitty because we had, like, during this, the, the first Star Wars movie, uh, like during the scene where, you know, they get the medals, you know, at the very end, right. like, all the ushers had to walk in at that same time, like, down the aisle to the front of the movie uh, screen, yeah. uh, as, yeah. like, Luke and Han are getting medals. Really? Yeah, and then stand there and wait for the end of the movie, because the theater was going to be fucking trashed, and we had to be there. Right as the movie ended, to start cleaning. Because it would take that long. Yeah. Right, wow. And then people would refuse to leave. Uh, <laughs> it's clean around them, and then people for the next show would be trying to come in. Even wow. Though, like, we had it roped off so that they couldn't. <laughs> uh, it was awful. <laughs> oh. That's too bad. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, was, I was thinking about that, because I'm sure oh, yeah. that's changed things for them. Yeah, yeah it would be annoying. I mean, I'm sure they know which movies do it by that. Yeah, it's not it's not tons of them. It's right. mostly just the Marvel ones, and yeah. the nerdy ones. Yeah, occasional other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, everything's evolving, everything's or de- or devolving. Yeah, devolving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Well, well, speaking of movies, oh. uh, pick a movie and get it out of here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, the last movie I picked was Zodiac, and we talked a little bit about uh, an actor in that movie by the name of Brian Cox. Oh, yeah. And you had mentioned, uh, that, uh, you've never seen a movie with him as the lead actor before. Oh, yeah. The movie I'm picking has him as a lead actor. Nice. Seems like those things are somehow connected. They are very much connected. <laughs> Uh, in fact, uh, back in that conversation, uh, I recall saying out loud that I picked my next movie as soon as you said that. Okay. It's this one. It's called Red. Red, okay. It's not the red you're thinking oh, of. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> no Morgan Freeman. No, no Morgan uh, Freeman. No Bruce Willis. Uh, uh, this is just uh, Brian Cox. Uh, it is a horror drama. Okay. How old is it? Uh, a couple years old. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, seven. I would say five to seven years maximum. Okay, right this is not like the seven is. No, no, okay. this is definitely two thousands. Okay, yeah. sweet. I look forward to that. He's a uh, one of those actors that seems uh, fun and versatile. Right. All right, sweet. Red, it is. Red. Ooh, it's a red letter day for gutter change. Ooh. We are You can subscribe to Gutter Trash at iTunes or directly at guttertrash.net. If you go to iTunes, please leave us a review. You can email us at eric at guttertrash.net or jason at guttertrash.net. For more info, you can find us on Facebook. Or you can go to seanborn.net or buyerbeware.guttertrash.net. Listen to our sister podcast, League Night, at league.guttertrash.net. Thank you for listening. Until next time. <laughs>